Can I ask you a question? How come you ain't never liked me? Like you? Who the hell said I got to like you? What law is there say I got to like you? Wanna stand up in front of my face and ask a damn fool-ass question like that? Talking about liking somebody. Straighten up, goddammit. I asked you a question. What law is there say I got to like you? None. All right, then. Don't you eat every day? Answer me when I talk to you. Don't you eat every day? Yeah. Nigga, as long as you in my house, you put a sir on the end of it when you talk to me. Yes, sir. You eat every day. Yes, sir. Got a roof over your head. Yes, sir. Got clothes on your back. Yes, sir. Why you think that is? Because of you. <laughs> Hell, I know it's because of me. But why do you think that is? Because you like me? I bust my butt putting up with them crackers every day because I like you. You're about the biggest fool I ever saw. It's my job. It's my responsibility. A man is supposed to take care of his family. You live in my house, fill your belly with my food, put your behind on my bed because you're my son. Because I like you, because it's my duty to take care of you. I owe a responsibility to you. I ain't got to like you. Mr. Rand don't give me my money, come pay day because he like me. He give it to me because he owe me. Now, I don't give you everything I got to give you. I give you your life. Me and your mama worked that out. Between us and liking your black ass wasn't part of the bargain. Now, don't you go through life worrying about whether somebody like you or not. You best be making sure they're doing right by you. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Then get the hell out of my face and get on down to that A&P. Hello and welcome to the Crude Effect Podcast. I am your host, Shobi Nati. I am solo this week. And today I will be touching on the African-American male in this country, why we are the way we are, how we see life in America, why we think the way we do, just our view on life in America. As you heard at the beginning of the program, there's a taping or a piece from the movie Fences with Denzel Washington, uh, Viola Davis, and the guy who played the son of Denzel, Javon Adepo Adepo. When I saw the movie for the first time, that scene really caught my eye. I've always wanted to talk about this particular scene, but I just didn't have the time or the platform. But for some reason, it, it came up again. And I kind of get my take on that particular father in that day, which was the 1950s. But a black man was kind of trying to find himself after slavery, able to have some freedom, finding out who he was and figuring out who he was. Still strong but kind of just in the desert. That's what I received from that movie, Fences. It was an original theater play that Denzel turned into to the silver screen. But I wanted to touch on Denzel's character, that black man in that particular movie. Hurt, scorned, bitter, strong, but his flaws were very evident. Backstory of it, um, Denzel basically was, uh, he just a regular uh, hardworking man, going to work every day with his wife, son, um, he worked at, a, I think it was a factory. He was just an everyday worker, working hard. Very funny, man. Just very hard and to the point and about his business. And his outlook on life was much like every man in that time, working man. Even white males thought like that to a certain extent. They're, you know, just tough on their, just a tough exterior. Very hard on their children, very direct and somewhat bitter. But more so for the African-American male because... We were in slavery before, and then this so-called freedom that we received, it, it was somewhat of an improvement because we weren't in fields working for nothing, and 
getting beat and this, this and that. We were able to have things. It was progression. But at the same time, the African-American male was still mentally slave. Felt like he was being overworked, even though he had freedoms outside of, you know, the job to have his own home and go home to his own home. But that was the mentality of the African-American male in that time. And he was still to this day. But Dizel's character, a lot of people praise that scene when he was talking to his son. Son asked him, you know, do you like me? You know, spill all the speech that Denzel gave in that movie at that particular time. It was a strong speech. And it was on Facebook. Someone posted it. Anyone who knows me, I take bites from the apple. I leave the rest. There are positives and negatives to everything. And there are positives in every negative. So... I saw it, then something clicked, especially when he was telling his son how, you know, I'm not here to like you, you know, you are my responsibility, you know, you weren't playing by me and your mom. Listen to these words, you know, and this boy is absorbing this. He's already feeling detached from his dad, feeling as if his father really doesn't care about him or love him like that. And here Denzel goes on the spiel, basically saying, <laughs> I didn't want to have you, but since you're here, I got to take care of you. The tone in his voice as he was speaking to him and, and, and just reminding him of what he's doing for his son and what he has to do for his son. I put myself in Javon's Adepo's place or his son's place. I was like, man, if that was me, my father was talking to me like that. I would feel like I was a mistake. I didn't matter to him. The scene was so intense and it was so real and so well acted. I was like, wow, this was that 50s, 60s African-American male say recently but you know slavery wasn't too far away that father and that day and how those negatives have been passed on through generations and still are present today some of those negatives show up in the african-american male to this day some of that hardcore detached traits that denzel put on display in that movie i see it in a lot of us african-american males now like i said it wasn't just african-americans it was white fathers or like in that time but the difference between the white fathers and the african-american fathers the white fathers or the, the caucasian fathers they were able to show their sons that they can succeed because white america owned pretty much this country ran it the government everything so they controlled everything so there was more opportunity for the white male and that goes on even today. They control everything. They're just different levels of, of perks because you are a Caucasian male in this country. An African-American male at that time still probably felt like he was a slave, even though he had some freedoms, but he still felt like he was a slave mentally. I understand that male at that time, especially from the African-American standpoint. You know, it's like, what do we do? Like, you know, we just want to be free. We just want to be able to live our lives just like any other American white male, whatever. We want to live our lives. That's what it was. And Denzel was just a big ball of bitterness. And it showed <clears throat> the way he treated his wife at times, talked to her. You know, he loved her, but the way he showed her, it was, it was really strange. And that's what happens when the headship of that house is not right. Put stress on everyone else. That man being the leader of that home, everyone feels his disappointment or his pain because he brings it into the house. That's why it's so important to leave certain things outside. Be very, very mindful of bringing dissension or negativity into your home because it can tear apart your home. And I saw Viola Davis, which is his wife, I saw she, she's feeling the stress of his disappointments. His son feeling the stress of Denzel's disappointments. And how that relates to today is because... 
I see us African-American males today. We've gotten better. It is a percentage of us that that love each other, give each other dap. We're very comfortable with each other. But there is a percentage that has those same negative, cold feelings towards the other brother, man. The youth killing each other, able to pull a gun on your brother with no problem, none whatsoever. And that's so crazy to me. But I think that had a lot to do with that dad in that day. Now, there are other contributing factors, sure slavery, that play a major part also. But I want to point out Denzel's character, how that correlates or contributes also. Coldness he had towards his son. His son is feeling like he doesn't matter. And we become more desensitized towards each other. Unempathetic, separated. I encourage any father, young father, older generation fathers, we gotta start looking at ourselves, man. We have to. I know you may have had it rough. My father wasn't around. My mom really wasn't an affectionate person. All my brothers and sisters felt that. But we loved her still, but that still affected us greatly throughout our lives. That's a tough thing. I just thank God for my family because we're still loving. We miss our mom, and we're just a loving group of people. But that did shape the way I saw life because I didn't get the love from my mom like I wanted to. It affected me a certain way. I mean, I'm fine. I love my children. I tell them I love them all the time. It's easy for me. It's not even a hard thing. But I do understand how people can carry those negative traits into the next generation. Yes, we should be able to look at that and turn it around or to a positive and change the, the dynamic or shift situation to a positive. But sometimes it's just not like that. Everyone aren't able to because they're so hurt and it traumatized them on a high level that they could not see the other side. Or that's, you know, I'm saying it, it, they didn't have closure. And, and that's a huge thing also. Having proper closure, I think, can help ease the situation or cause you to see things a little bit different. But I just want to touch on that about Denzel <clears throat> and that situation, that that little piece and uh, that little cut in the movie Fences. It was really instrumental in this 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 taping. I just want to talk about that on the crude effect and how that man, even though he was a strong strong man, he was dealing with a lot, and it's unfair to to just point fingers at him and say oh he was this bad guy I don't see it like that I just see a man who's just he had a lot on his shoulders dealing with uh, the world racism um, disappointments and dreams he had were shut down because of the color of his skin and that's why I empathize with that character but we cannot forget the negatives that were pushed forth or passed down from that guy I've always said as African-Americans, we have to do double, man. We came into this country. We've done nothing to anyone to this day. If you ask a Caucasian racist or whatever who hate us just because we're black or the color of our skin, if you ask them, what do we do to you? I have yet to find anyone of those you know, racist people or prejudiced people to tell us exactly what we did or give a concrete reason why they hate African-Americans so much. It's because we didn't do anything. We just hate it. And that's very unfortunate. That will conclude our show for this week. I would like to thank you all for listening. Once again, you can find me, Shobi Nati, on Facebook at Shobi Nati, on Twitter at C Nati, and on Instagram at C Nati 3130. We'll see you all next week. 
Talk to you guys later. Peace.